Good evening, Metal Faithful, and happy Halloween. This is the Metal Hammer of Doom, and I am your host, the mandated reporter, and frankly, I'm mortified, Mr. Mark Radledge. And tonight, we're doing an impromptu show, an unscheduled show, ladies and gentlemen. You know, like you would schedule your holidays. Your holidays fall on very specific days. Halloween specifically falls on the 31st, which is when you're supposed to trick-or-treat. More on that in a moment. This is an unscheduled like, just hippie, out-of-nowhere craziness that we're doing on a Sunday night, on Halloween night. And we're doing this because Limp Biscuit, yes, sir, Limp Biscuit released their sixth studio album, Still Sucks, also known as Limp Biscuit Still Sucks, in case you were wondering who still sucked. Uh, they released it today on October 31st. Normally you release these things on Fridays, but hey, Limp Biscuit's not going to play by your rules. They'll trick-or-treat whenever they want, and they'll release albums whenever they want. So since they released an album today, uh, I grabbed Jesse and Robert Cooper from the fun they were having with the people they were having it with and said, hey, you know the 106 podcast we dropped in the last four days? We're going to drop 107. <laughs> so here we are first. <laughs> Uh, the disapproving dad and the man who trick-or-treats any damn place and time he chooses. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Jesse Starcher. How do you do, sir? There's a schedule to these things, Mark. There's a schedule, okay? That we scheduled this for 10 o'clock tonight. I was here, all right? Mm-hmm. And uh, just, you know, kind of keep that in mind. When you go trick-or-treat and you go knock on somebody's door in the middle of the night, you know, <laughs> hey, there's a schedule for that. Nobody's just going to have candy waiting for your ass to show up whenever you want to. You've got two hours or an hour and a half. Okay. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll debate this. Um, okay. Yeah. We'll, 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 just, we'll, that's a little, little bit of fuel to the fire there. We'll, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more here in a second. Me and, me and you are going to go chest to chest, okay? We're going to go chest to chest over this, like Tommy Lasorda. Um, okay. <laughs> We're going we're gonna to have it out over this because I have, I have, we'll have words, Jesse Starcher. But a man um, who has come back to us after a long hiatus and is here with us tonight from whatever Halloween fun he was having, the Metal Coop, the Robert Cooper. How do you do, sir? Long hiatus. I was just here the other day. <laughs> still, <laughs> we're still welcoming you back, see? <laughs> oh, well, I appreciate that. I feel welcome. Yeah, I, I uh, was going to go see The Shining uh, with my lady friend in the theaters, and it's probably a good thing I didn't because, uh, well, I wouldn't have been able to make this impromptu podcast that I looked at my messages and went, "Oh shit, they were talking." That's not a re. That's not a replay album. <laughs> this is new. So instead, uh, I went and watched the new uh, My Hero Academia film. Oh, I took my daughter oh, to see that okay. yesterday. What did yeah. you think of it? I thought it was all right. Uh, okay, it definitely felt more akin to your late 90s early like your late 90s to mid 2000s uh shonen jump films mm-hmm. uh where nothing is of consequence and at the end of the day <laughs> it's a filler episode yeah it's an extended yeah. episode of the series essentially yeah i mean yeah it, it definitely felt like a filler episode like where something cool happened and you know that character is probably not ever coming back again but you know it, the animation was gorgeous mm-hmm uh, I mean, it was a fun watch. Yeah, yeah, it was a good use of an hour and a half. Um, Here, here's what I'll tell you: my thought, my completely unadulterated, uninformed thoughts about My Hero Academia, because this is literally the first time I've ever seen anything. I've not read the manga. I've not watched the anime. 
and I had two observations about this. One, I have come to the conclusion that all of the anime ever has one character who can't stop screaming into the camera. Um, and that w- and all the entire ride home, that was the, entire, the only way I would talk to my daughter. She would ask me a question, and I would go, I don't know, Lily! You know, and just keep doing that. Um, and, and occasionally I would just yell, you stupid idiot, because that's the other thing those characters do, is they just scream, get out of my way, you stupid idiot, and they do it, every- and that's the only way they talk. This happens in Demon Slayer, this happens in My Hero Academia, the only place I hadn't seen it was Odd Taxi, but, you know, whatever. As far as I'm concerned, this is all anime all the time, ever. Well, I mean, if you're talking Shonen Jump, uh... I mean, Shonen Jump anime, sure. Like, <laughs> there are very specific tropes. And, I mean, this shit's been going since the 70s, technically, as a genre. So, like, it's going to repeat itself. <laughs> I'm just going to say I marked, not you, the other one. Mm-hmm. I marked out when Deku was doing the the, the multiple punches. Because all I'm thinking of is Fist of the North Star. Yeah, you know, I, where he... I had a very similar thought. My favorite, char- I decided that my favorite character though is Baku. Is that his name? Baku Bakarat? Bakarat? Bakugo, yeah. Ba- Bakugo, yeah. The guy with the with the hand grenade arms. Yeah. Uh, funny thing is, uh, I've read like half the manga from the library. Yeah. Yeah, the library. Uh, <laughs> and I'm not to where wherever this was set. So I was like, oh, cool, huh? He couldn't do that last time. So <laughs> okay. it was. Uh, it's kind of like when I went and saw the Demon Slayer movie. Mm. which is, I thought, was going to be kind of like this. You know, like, oh, yeah, a little side story of uh, something that's not going to really matter is very inconsequential. Uh, I'd only watched two episodes of the show. And then at least, as the movie is ending, I'm like, huh, <laughs> something tells me this wasn't just a little bullshit. And then no. I watched the fucking series, and I was like, okay, uh, yeah, need this... to go watch that movie again. No, it, it is uh, it is consequential, to say the least. The other observation I made about specifically My Hero Academia is that this is basically X-Men. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is... what it, It's very interesting, the fact... Mm-hmm. And I read a very nice article on it. Yeah. On how um, a lot of times your, American, your Japanese and your American superheroes are very <laughs> much... Uh, done in different manners like for example uh you you have most of your superheroes are not damn it dave get your get your paw off my computer his name is dave he turned filter keys on i don't even know what that <laughs> good luck getting those things off i don't know how to fucking do that oh i just i just hit no but oh, okay. uh, so That's... yeah what the article was saying was that if you look at a lot of your japanese superhero shows so mm-hmm. my hero academia as well as uh, one punch man both of the main characters are work for the government that has a government sponsored yeah you know superhero outfit uh, which you know really does speak more towards the i guess your japanese you know what's good for the people the government will help everybody out blah blah, blah yada yada sort of idealism whereas the american shows are very much very much set around like individualism yeah. Um, all right. So that's cool. I'm, I'm glad you made it here tonight. I'm glad you had fun with the My Hero Academia. You can you need feel the need to talk to somebody who knows the subject matter. Um, talk to my daughter. She she will talk your ear off about it. Um, it's. Well, second... I mean, that's totally cool. I don't have like four bookcases worth of anime to not just talk to it, talk about it with people. <laughs> with a ten year old, sure. Um... Yeah. I mean, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. now oh, you're on no, a list. That was. I was about to make a <laughs> statement that was like, whoa, phrasing. Uh, <laughs> 
but like <laughs> I no, talking. I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, I was what I was gonna say was, <laughs> man, you leave me with any ten year old in a bunch of anime, and I will change their life. Uh, Oy. But I was like, oh, that can sound <laughs> well, really creepy. Now you're on a list. Speaking yep. of, me. <laughs> yep, that's great. Now I've uh, <laughs> now Chris Hansen's knocking on, knocking on the door. <laughs> oh, shit, time to go. So, uh, but no, like me and the, the kids love the animes, and I am like anime old man. Yeah, apparently the most popular anime right now, besides Demon Slayer, is My Hero Academia. If what I saw at WasabiCon um, is any kind of indicator, so Jesse, you you and I were talking before the podcast, and let's just have let's just have it out tonight. Sure. is Halloween. This is when Limp Bizkit released their album. Weirdly enough, because you generally don't release stuff on a Sunday, but they right. did because they're Limp Bizkit and they'll do what they please. And uh, we decided we were going to review this tonight, um, kind of impromptu, and we'll do Ministry this Wednesday. What a week for the Metal Hammer of Doom. And I asked you, like, oh, hey, how was trick-or-treating tonight? And you said, we didn't trick-or-treat on Halloween. We trick-or-treated on trick-or-treat night. And I said, I don't speak Appalachia. I don't know what you're saying. You trick-or-treat on Halloween, and you said, not in my town, we don't. Explain yourself, sir. I I would like to point out to our listeners the irony of the man who is known <laughs> for having a schedule color coded like yes all <laughs> the way out for podcasts 3 years in advance and this man has given me a hard time because people in my neighborhood scheduled to give candy out to children in an hour and a half time slot on a saturday night okay but i don't understand it's, it i don't is it always the saturday before halloween the razor yeah, blades yeah, are going to pass out themselves. <laughs> oh, that it's, was dark. <laughs> you definitely want to do it on a Saturday night, okay. uh, as close to Halloween as you can. Because, I mean, if it's a Thursday night, uh, there may be some small events, but most most likely the neighborhoods are going to do it on a day where the parents don't have to usually worry about having to work the next day. Right. You've got kids who are completely inundated with chocolate and sugar and all sorts of things. Right. That, so once they get home, man, they're going to be loading up on candy and getting them to bed is going to be kind of tough. Right. So if we you got to, to school the next day... We had to hit my kids with a bat. I understand. You know, right. in order to get my kids to sleep, you had to whack them over the head with a bat. <laughs> Concussions. Well, I mean, that's, that's the way that Grandpappy did it. And, you know, <laughs> we got to make America great. So, like, I no, if, if a kid's got to have a concussion... Uh, call Will Smith. That's all I'm saying. I got my best oh, sleep okay. with a concussion. Um, listen, I don't. Okay, so how long has your one horse town been doing this whole Saturdays? Even if it's not Halloween, that's the day we're going to trick on. The last Saturday, presumably of the month, is dedicated trick or treating day. How long it's, has this been going on? It's got to been. It's, it's had to have been going on for a while, man. Because I can remember as a young kid. Same thing, you know. But you didn't live in this specific area this whole time. You're telling me this is a widespread Ohio thing? I have, I have, yes, I would say that it what, is. I we'll would call say that up it, Nick, who uh, it, I'm going to get on this podcast one day. He lives in Ohio. <laughs> That's a bingo. Go on, Jesse. <laughs> I was going to say, I think that I, I thought it was the same for everybody around the, you know, the nation. <laughs> Around no, the world, like, the civilized society was like, "Oh, hey, maybe we should schedule this," um, because you know <laughs> we don't want people knocking on our door asking for. I am forty-five candy years and, and just old. Whatever they want to. 
I yeah, am 45 I, I heard, I years the, old. Please tell the story you told. <laughs> Holy shit, you're 45, <laughs> Mark? You're, we're getting old, guys. I yes. know it, man. I, I, am. I remember when Mark wasn't 40 yet. Mm. You know what's funny? Listening listening to some of the old shows and hearing like like how young Pat and Robert were, and I didn't realize how young Pat was when we all first started doing this together, like, what was it? I guess 10 years ago now? Um, yeah, all back. Yeah, it was that far back. Anyway, um, it's just like, oh my God. Because like, he's only in his mid-30s now, which put him in his 20s when we first started. Like, oh my God, you guys were that young? Yeah. Um, uh, anyway. I mean, yeah, think about mine. Oh, right, no, well, I, I knew, we started uh, this? You, yeah, you were in college. Like, I knew, and, and we used to make jokes about that. But, like, I didn't realize how many other people were that young when we started. In any case, I will say this to you. I am 45 years old. And Halloween has always religiously been the day you trick-or-treat. Always. Okay? Sent down from God, transcribed on stone tablets, sure. October 31st, the pagan holiday for witches is the day you trick-or-treat, is what God said. I, I, I may have confused a few things there, but stay with me. It has always been on whatever the day Halloween. If Halloween is on Monday, you trick or treat it on a Monday. If Halloween is on yeah, Wednesday, that's how it was when I was a kid. Okay, see, I'm not crazy, right, Robert Cooper? Well, see, well, here was the problem for me. I, I, I can never get a yes or no to that question. Year? Am I crazy? What? What the fuck? I, I was grounded <laughs> every year oh, as a kid. By the time October hit, so I didn't necessarily get to have as much of the Halloween fun as some of the other kids. But uh, no, the only time I ever remember it not being on like the day of was when it was on Sunday, because uh, everybody's parents had to go to work the next day. Like I guess when I was a kid growing up in the hood, right in the hoods of Uniondale, the hoods of Nassau County, Long Island. If if Halloween was on a Saturday or a Sunday, you just went out earlier. You went out, you know, before the, you know, before the sun went down. You went out like late afternoon, maybe four or five o'clock, and uh, you know, and then you came home around seven or eight o'clock. Because that's the other thing I need to talk about. Can I talk to you for a minute, Jesse? Oh, fuck? you can. <laughs> okay. I love Fred Durst. We love you. I promise. <laughs> this, this album is thirty minutes. If we if we only reviewed the album, we'd be done by now. Um. Anyway, when I was a kid. Right? Put your costume on, right? Maybe yep. you dress up as a soldier. Maybe you had an Uzi. Maybe that Uzi looked Ooh. like a real Uzi. Maybe in those days, cops didn't shoot you for carrying an Uzi around. I'm just saying. Right. True story. Right. Well, it depends on what color you are. <laughs> Not in the hood right. I grew up in. Um, <laughs> in the hood I grew up in, that didn't matter. Um, in any case. I, mean, I, thought, I was going to say the hood I grew up in, there wasn't black people because not honky town. Well, when I was a kid... And I can remember, um, you know, d- dressing up as a, sol- as a soldier with an Uzi. And I remember it was a weekend Halloween thing. It doesn't matter. Any time I ever went trick-or-treating past the point where I needed my parents to walk me around, we conquered every neighborhood like an, like a, an invading army, Jesse. We, Sexually. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. We, we, every house... Every house in the neighborhood. And then we burned the neighborhood down and we went to the next neighborhood. And then we conquered that one too. And before you knew it, we, okay, we, we had taken over like a 20-mile radius of trick-or-treating neighborhood. Do you understand what I'm trying to tell you? These kids wow. today, 
These kids today, these pansy-ass kids of mine, of yours, of everybody else's that I've noticed, I feel like I should be banging a shoe right now. They, they walk a few blocks. A few blocks, Jesse Starcher, and they're like, I'm tired. It. We've been at this oh, for an yeah. hour. I'm tired. Yep. I want to go home, Grandpa. And I'm yep. like, no. Yep. No. What is best in life? <laughs> what is yes. best in life? <laughs> Uh, Crom, <laughs> the Halloween god. To take um, all of the candy, to defeat your enemies, see them driven before you, and hear the lamentations of the women. And the children are like, you're crazy, I want to go home. Right. Yeah, man. It, it's like, this year I noticed a very large lack of effort for my <laughs> children to go and get candy. And I was like, how is this possible? There was no way... I, 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 you know, once October hit, you were just waiting for that chance yeah. to go out and do some trick or treating. And yeah, uh, my 11 year old, we got about Caleb. We got about I don't know two blocks on down the road after hitting a bunch of houses. Because this the last house, Dad. Is this the yeah. last house? And I'm like, dude. We I said we could. You do not want more candy? I mean, we still got a half hour. We can go get some more candy. <laughs> oh, man, I'm, I'm just really tired. I'm like, okay, well, whatever, man. When, when and, I was uh, a kid, we, we, stuck tri- it out. we trick-or-treated like we were storming the beaches at Normandy. It was about I victory. <laughs> run. <laughs> that house, that house, that house, that house. Run, run, run. Yeah, I know. We were running through people's houses just to get to the house behind them. <laughs> my mom shared a story with me over the weekend she said at some point when she was taking me trick-or-treating i was like three or four years old uh the lady opened up the door to hand me some candy i took the candy and went in and sat down on her living room floor and watched (laughs) tv what's (laughs) you doing apparently i really wanted to watch what was on tv at that time my nephew was like watching tv (laughs) my nephew a year or two ago was like the house inspector like every time like he didn't quite understand what the concept of (laughs) trick-or-treating was they knock on the door and just like hello and just start walking in like kieran come back um (laughs) (laughs) but but yeah i uh i mean it started off okay because because you know me i um i can be a bit loud i'm a bit bit of a personality i think we can all agree on that not much not not like some but but definitely a little on the on the boisterous side yeah uh, I mean, you've been running a podcasting network before white women liked it, so I'm just saying. <laughs> True, <laughs> I'm a card. Anyway, so um, it was me. It was me and my son. We was a, we were a large group of people, but some people walk slower than others. So I was like, "Fuck all y'all," and I just talked like what whoever could keep up with me, my 45 year old cancerous ass, and just was like, oh, "I'm walking ahead." <laughs> I don't know what the rest of you healthy people are doing, but my diseased ass is walking. And uh, so I was up ahead, and so I had my son with me. He was keeping up with me, and then I had these two other kids and their mother who was having difficulties controlling them. And I, uh, I, I got really into it, man. I was like, we will take this neighborhood by force. And my son's like, yeah. Like, you could just see him foaming at the mouth. Like, he bit his lips. It was blood. You know, the kids, the, the other misbehaving kids were just like, finally, this is our moment. This man's ready to lead us to victory. And I said, I am. Candy, victory, motherfuckers. They said, yeah. So I said, <laughs> I said... We will take every time you see a light, we will run to it like we hate the grass. And they were like, okay. And I said, but don't actually walk on the grass because this is a nice neighborhood. Just be on the concrete. Yeah, stay stay on the driveway. Yeah, my son listened because he'd get beaten if he didn't. But the other two kids, I couldn't tell them what to do. And they ran all over the grass, through people's bushes, everything. It was a nightmare. Anyway, um, I was every time we saw a light, I was like, ah, the light, run towards the light. And they were like, yes, Halloween, this is Halloween. They were marching, flags were going, they were 
were trumpeters, and they would run from house to house. And after about five minutes of that, they were a little tired. Okay. Yep. After about 20 minutes of that, they were like, when are we going? When, when are we done? And then at about the hour mark, my son was like, here's my bucket. Fuck this shit. And then threw himself into a pile of tax or something, and we went home. I think what you need to do, the strategy next year is you send them and they run like bloody hell. Yeah. You do exactly what you did at the beginning. Yep. You take a five-minute break and say, grab as much candy as you want to eat right now. Get another <laughs> sugar high in them and send them fucking flying again. Like Kind of like, wa- like, like, like water in between rounds of a boxing match, only instead of water, it's sugar. It. Yeah, they're sitting there. They're like throwing Smarties in their mouth. They're sitting there chomping them, <laughs> spitting them out. I'm cutting their eyes. You know, <laughs> yes perfect Very, like you know squeezing a three musketeers out into their mouth and they're just they're ready to go oh, no <laughs> uh, screaming in their face that's how winning's done no go get that candy go get that candy um, I want three pounds of candy. I am exaggerating slightly, but there was definitely a lot of yelling, and the kids got really into it. Uh, I'm a bad influence. Um, so yeah, they were definitely they, they were definitely screaming. Run- talk about you on the town <laughs> Facebook. Page. <laughs> they, they were screaming at the top of their lungs. Run towards the light. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's wonderful. All right, so um, but Jesse, you did all of this yesterday. What did you do tonight? I. Sir, it was a Sunday. Uh, all I did was listen to Limp Biscuit, mm-hmm. clean a fridge, and go to some a couple soccer games. Mm-hmm. And then I watched Titans season three. I'm getting I'm getting ready to finish that out. It's a it is a fantastic way to spend a Halloween. Uh, I took my kids to go see Ghostbusters before we marched on the town the way we did. Ooh. All right, who wants to talk about Limp Biscuit? The last that time yesterday. The last time we did a Limp Bizkit album was a few years ago. It was our turkey album of the year. It was our, it was our pre-Thanksgiving show, and we did the, the greatest hits of Limp Bizkit. Remember, th- those were fun times. Oh, yeah. Fucking suck butt cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so back, back to the topic. Hey, if you're still with us, people. Still Sucks, uh, the sixth studio album by American new metal band Limp Bizkit, released today, October 31st, through Sure Tone Records. I have never heard of this company before. After the original li- lineup reunited in 2009... The band's fifth album, Gold Cobra, was released in 2011. They left Interscope and signed up with Cash Money Records in February 2012 with attempts to release a new album under the name Stampede of the Disco Elephant. We, we have been talking about, on this podcast, pretty much the entire time it's existed. Uh, mm-hmm. just, just waiting with bated breath for Stampede of the Disco Elephants. It's been tentative since 2012 for us to review this, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> the intended single, Light City of Angels, was released October 26, 2012. And after many delays, the second single for the album, Ready to Go, uh, featuring Lib- Lil Wayne, was released on a- April 16, 2013. Um, the actual single from this album that was released today, Dad Vibes, was released a month ago, September 30th, 2021. So real quick... Um, Start with you, Cooper, and then you, Jesse, and then we'll start playing the first three out tracks. Uh, people have waited long enough for this. So, real quick, your thoughts on Limp Biscuit, Robert Cooper? Love them, hate them? Like you know, like like to rub them on your on your man tits? What do you think about Limp Biscuit? Uh, you know, to be honest, I always kind of yeah. Well, no, I'll say they've had their good points and they have some catchy songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, that is the same way as to saying that heroin is uh, has its good points. <laughs> And it's quite catchy. Uh, sure. People like it plenty, but it's destroyed lots and lots of civilizations. <laughs> That's 
ridiculous. Just me set this man straight. Well, uh, listen, man, nineteen ninety nine, two thousand. Uh, you got significant other. You got chocolate starfish, and my gosh, man! I mean, I could not stop listening to either of those albums at that time. Now, I will occasionally, at least, I don't know, twice a year, revisit uh, chocolate starfish, mm-hmm. and no, just <laughs> just recently, just recently played it for my eleven year old son, who yeah, you know, hey, he he got a kick out of it. So you know I, uh, the. Those those two albums were probably some of the staples of uh, me transitioning from a nineteen or a teenager to an adult. I guess you'd say I don't know, but uh, um, it, rather juvenile uh, lyrics. If you really get into what you're hearing, um, but you know, I had a good time nonetheless with some Limp Biscuit back then. Now, since then, though, no. I haven't really. I wasn't really keeping up. I wasn't really listening. I wasn't. I wasn't limping with the Limp Biscuit. Mm. So, you know, I wasn't doing that. Um, you know, we got the chance to talk about their greatest hits and go back in the archives and check out all that, all of that discussion because that's a I think PTR show, man. That hasn't been re-aired since we've been on this feed. I haven't done really? it. I haven't gotten around to it yet. No. I'm surprised. Okay, well, keep an eye out for that because that, that was... sounds like some he said she said bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's great stuff. That is some great stuff. But yeah, I, I've enjoyed it, and uh, you know, I, I'm really, uh, you know, as we get into the album, I, I, this took me by surprise. I had no idea they were dropping an album today mm-hmm. um, until you mentioned it, and I saw it on the schedule. So. Uh, I guess we'll call it a pleasant surprise till we get to to reviewing it. I have to say, um, and I'll I'll go ahead and and we'll transition to playing the first three songs now, but I will tell you, I was playing it this morning while I was working on web pages, and um, I started a mosh pit. I legit started a mosh pit in my living room. Like, I got up and just started skanking around the living room and just nailed my son. I, like, elbowed my daughter. They're both looking at my (laughs) wife like, what the fuck? And and my wife's like, I'm shutting the door. This is all between y'all, (laughs) y'all. Oh yeah, <laughs> I was I was just like get in the pit and they were like, Please, we're children and I'm like, No, limp biscuit, motherfucker. That's how it is in my house. <laughs> nice. You ever just start up a mosh pit with your kid with your kids, Jesse? Uh no, no, I try not to because <laughs> my, my son's getting a little bit bigger than I am and I'm really <laughs> Alright, we'll talk later. <laughs> Alright, so here we go. The first three songs off still sucks. This is Out of Style, Dirty Rotten Biscuit, and Dad Vibes. We cannot change the past, but we can start today to make a better tomorrow. Tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow.
La di da, la di da. Okay, those two first so- uh, first two songs are everything I want on the Limp Biscuit album, and I could have just dealt with twelve like tracks of that. Out of style and dirty rotten biscuit. Oh my god, I was jamming in my computer chair. I almost got up and started a mosh pit with my wife, and she's sleeping in another room. <laughs> I was I was I would have just jumped on top of the bed, start picking up change, mule kick the dog. You know, it doesn't matter. I'll just start throwing mirrors around. My god, th- those two songs, like. <sighs> There is music you can appreciate for its artistry, and then there's just stuff that makes you want to throw your toilet. This fits the latter, if that's what you need in your life. And I need toilet-throwing music in my life, Robert. Toilet-throwing music. I need toilet-throwing music. I need music that gets me so amped up, I rip the toilet from the plumbing and just yeet it across the room. (laughs) You know what I mean? You ever just yeet a toilet, Robert Cooper? I'm trying to ask you. I mean, that's kind of a euphemism, a euphemism for something. I just know it. But, <laughs> you know, there are oftentimes in my life where I just wake up and I'm like, you know what? That toilet looks tasty. And then I throw on <laughs> Limp Biscuit, and then I'm like, <laughs> go to town on it. How's that go again? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Like, dude, this – I'm not going to lie. So when I threw this on because I saw that – I uh, saw the – the chat pop up with hey we're still good for 10 and i'm like what the fuck and i pulled up the calendar and went oh 
funny story. So I did the <laughs> math and realized that if I got out of the movie at this time, I can throw the album on and it's a 32 minute drive. I'm set. Uh, and I was, and the album started and I was very surprised because I was not expecting it to be anything worthwhile. And gosh, darn it. It was worthwhile. It really is. Like Limp Biscuit's not going to win any awards for, you know, deep, meaningful lyrics. But if you just need toilet throwing music, can you can can you get much better than either Limp Biscuit or Five Finger Death Punch, Jesse? I'm trying to ask Ugh, you. Five Finger Death Punch, Jesus. Oh, 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 calm your tits. First of all, first of all, it's like one of the most popular shows we've ever did, besides Baby Metal. Calm the fuck down. Well, Jesse's... I mean, popularity does not equal quality, sir. It. You are correct, uh, and I cede the floor to your to your appropriate comment there. But on the other hand. I, I you can't you know it's what the people want Robert Cooper don't you understand the people want Limp Biscuit and Five Finger Death Punch that's where we are in our culture Jesse Starcher and Tucker Carlson's the number one rated cable show <laughs> it's a six so, head world uh, you know it's so funny that you pretty much took the words right out of my mouth about the first two songs Our I honestly throwing. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah. That's I, I. How did you know? I was going to say that. Um, yes, no, you are... like, your wife's just like yelling down in the basement. Hey, I made sandwiches. You want to come up one? Uh, just a minute. I'm listening to some toilet throwing music, and she's like, "What? <laughs> I don't like. I still don't like this Mark Rattledge guy. He's bad influence on you. You, you used to throw. Influence. You didn't used to throw toilets. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, <laughs> no. I, you you did say that this. That's what you wanted, and that yeah. is exactly what I wanted as well. Uh, I will say that Dad Vibes was uh, – it, it is – when they released that as a single, I, I, I threw it on, and I didn't know exactly what to expect. So mm -hmm. I, I don't know if you guys kind of know the story behind that song. I don't know if it's behind that song or if it's because of that song. I think it it's might behind be possible. These eyes. Because, yeah, something like that. <laughs> um, fuck, I, fuck that joke up. Give me again. Okay, uh, it's behind. It's either in front of that song or behind that song. Is it behind Blue Eyes? Nailed it. There you go. All right, there. You, yeah, you nailed that one, Mark. Ooh-wee. <laughs> 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 um, anyway, so I, I just know that at some point earlier this summer, between summer and fall, I had seen somebody post something. I can't remember which... Uh, which metal magazine or, or internet thing it was that posted on Facebook about how uh, Fred Durst was on stage and turns out it was at Lollapalooza I believe and he was giving off like these serious dad vibes Yeah, and you look at and I mean he looks like <laughs> he looks like a fucking like a, a dad that's trying to be like really cool mm -hmm. and I thought well, well that's pretty funny yeah he does look like that and then the single drops and I was trying to figure out like did he write that specifically because of the way he looks or did he write and, and the criticism that he was getting or did he write that and now people were covering it because he wrote a song about dad vibes either can I, way can I come I like to Fred Durst's defense for giving okay. off dad vibes the man is 51 he's earned the right, right to give off dad vibes I, I agree uh, I agree 100%. Yeah, I mean, this, and that's why I was like, well, if this song is, if this song is his reaction to getting criticism because he looks like a dad, I mean, for crying out loud, I, I think it's expected now. Um, 
but I think actually he was out in front and he that he was the one he chose that look specifically because of the song and was performing the song. Uh, but anyway, at any rate, I enjoyed the first three. I thought the first three of this album was I was like, OK, if we get these something that sounds like these three for the rest of these songs, this is a fan. This is going to be a great album. I was going to be really impressed, especially for how long they have been waiting to put something like this out. But uh, I'm going to get let down. Just uh, spoiler alert. So, uh, but uh, anyway, uh, I enjoyed the first three, and I think we're off to a rocking start. I would agree with you. All right, let's go ahead and get into the next set of three songs here. Uh, we've got, for your listening pleasure, uh, Turn It Up, Bitch. Don't change, and you bring out the worst in me. We are at the midway point of this album review, and this review is brought. To, this part of the review is brought to you by Grammarly. Um, if you write an album and it's uh, got the reading level of a of a first grader, you might need Grammarly. 
Grammarly's AI-powered products help people communicate more effectively. Grammarly helps you write mistake-free on Gmail, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and nearly anywhere else you write on the web. Grammarly corrects hundreds of grammar, punctuation, and spelling mistakes while also catching contextual errors, improving your vocabulary, and suggesting style improvements. To download Grammarly today, go to getgrammarly.com slash w2mnetwork. Again, it's getgrammarly.com slash w2mnetwork to download Grammarly for free. So, Jesse, did I nail it? First grade? You, oh, no, sir. Actually, you're way off, surprisingly, here. Really? Um, yeah, so, uh, Coop, I don't know if you've ever been on a show where we've done this before. Uh, we will take an album, and all of the lyrics in said album, we will throw into wordcounttools.com to kind of come up with, uh, I don't know, a nice little snapshot of the readability of the album uh, and the readability level of this album is a ninth to 10th grade student. I don't believe that. Uh, well, that is, that is what it's saying. It must be, it must be the repeated use of na na na, which apparently <laughs> is na is the second most used word in this album. I will give, I will give you and Coop one guess a piece as the, what the most used word 61 times throughout this album will be and I'll start with Coop. Give me one word. Bitch. Okay, that is not on the top ten. Alright, Mark Radlich. Fag. Say it again? Fag. You said the word fag. Okay, that is not <laughs> in that is not in the top ten. The what, number what, one what ranking does that come in though? Because I know he says it a lot in one of the first three songs. No, it's not it's not in the top ten. Not in the top ten at all. It's in the top and 10. I don't and no, there. I, all I have is the top ten. I can't oh, okay. unfortunately go fa go past that. So, okay. um, the number one word uh, that is used is me. Me. Uh huh. Uh -huh. Does that say something, Coop? It does, doesn't it? That, that says that something says about something the album to our modern society. Yes. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, so there's there's also two word phrases, and uh, number four, which I find kind of strange, uh, is. The number four used phrase on the album is chocolate on. So I'm, I, I know there's a, a song in here where he's referencing the chocolate starfish quite a few times. That's probably it. But 43, <laughs> this threw the whole algorithm out the fucking window when he's going na 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 throughout the fucking uh, dad vibe song. Because uh, it, it, that is the number one two word phrase is na na. And the number word three word phrase is na 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 <laughs> throughout the whole album. Uh, but uh, uh, But yeah. You got, you got number five and number Fucking six. Fucking dream the theater. Phrases. This is not. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Somebody better give, better give it. Uh, is number five and number six, and then it to me is number seven. Uh, that whole fucking song must have just destroyed this uh, the the album here. But anyway, uh, yeah. So ninth to tenth grade. I mean, my goodness, it's. <sighs> it, it, I I don't know. You weren't expect. I wouldn't expect. I was kind of like you, Mark. I wasn't expecting anything too deep yeah but you know if you look at the last three songs that we just listened to uh turn it up bitch being probably ex the exclusion <laughs> <laughs> uh, when you get into don't change mm -hmm. uh, things definitely change <laughs> would you agree i would agree okay because it's i mean it starts to get i mean what we're starting to hear is nothing like the first three songs on this album um and one thing that I noticed as well, it's like, I mean, you, you said this album is not even, it's a little bit over 30 minutes. 
a lot of these songs hover around like the two minute and 15 second mark yeah it's a very punk rocky album in terms of song structure and length right 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 but uh, anyway there you go mark I, I turn it back over to you direct it how you, you want to I'm going to ask you, are you like my daughter? Uh, were you disappointed by those last three tra- tracks? Is this where the album loses you? Right. Don't change definitely lost me. Take it off of there. But I, mm-hmm. I was like, strike it from the record, but you can't, or you're going to end up under under 30 minutes. <laughs> um, and then you bring out the worst of me. I mean, uh, uh, turn up bitch maybe gets a pass just for having bitch in the title. I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, but yeah, I was not, I wasn't too impressed with the last three I wanted more of what we got in the first three so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm upset what about you Coop what do you think of these last three songs uh I mean there was a reference to Halloween in it yeah right I mean that was quite timely for the uh time of year we're reviewing it and yeah. the day they released it uh you know, I wasn't really as big a fan, of course, as the last three. Just kind of like you guys were. Like at most, I was like, "It's alright," but it's not a. Ama- it wasn't great, great, amazing, nothing like that. I was thinking, uh, I was getting two kinds of vibes. I was getting like when Everlast left House of Pain and became a solo artist, and then he was doing like the whole Whitey Ford sings the blues thing, and you're like, "Oh, this isn't jump around." Okay, but it's still cool. He still has a nice voice, and I, I like his like little acoustic song there. Um, they really want know what it's like to sing the blues. You know, you remember that one, Cooper? Yes, I was actually, I was there for that. Totally. Okay. <laughs> the only then, thing I actually, you know what? The only thing I really knew about Everlast was uh, when he did uh, that song with Carlos Santana. Mm-hmm. Because the one time I had to borrow my mom's iPod, she had Santana's Supernatural. And gosh darn it, like I, I had to listen to something. The other vibe I was getting was like stained, you know. Biloxi is the real deal, y'all. Remember that? Um, oh yeah. When uh, Which, <laughs> that was Fred himself, right there. <laughs> what you just said, it wasn't is, it? <laughs> but they were. But Stain was singing like their most popular song, and it's you know, you and left me heaven schmoo. You know, whatever, however it goes. Heaven schmoo. Yeah, that's <laughs> a great one. You know the song. <laughs> I and do. I do. Can't expect me to remember all the lyrics to everything. Too busy singing about the GoBots theme. Mm. All the GoBots. Well, there's a whole story behind that. So Jonas, uh, we listened to. Good job on the horror trivia, by the way. You did. You get a. Well, I, I know the story behind it, and you did a good job of editing all the all the nonsense out of it, and it sounded very like nicely produced. Except that all Dorian right. always sounds like he's calling from a cave in Afghanistan. So. Well, I, I yeah, unfortunately, I could not do that. <laughs> um, but yeah, you should get a hold of uh, Evan's girlfriend Candace again and have her back on. She seemed fun. Oh, yeah, she was a good girl. She's she was a very great guest. Yes. Anyway, um, but listening to the horror trivia, Jonas goes, "Hey, didn't you guys do one on toys?" And I said, "We certainly did, Ollie." And he's like, "Oh, let's listen to that one next." I had to go back and find it again, and it reminded me that I spent a lot of time on that podcast singing because I sure as hell didn't know any answers to any questions. So. Um, <laughs> At one point, <laughs> at one point, we were all doing a, a sing along to uh, the GoBots theme and the My Buddy theme, which was fun. I've um, never heard the GoBots theme. Uh, the only reference to the GoBots I had as a child was a pog of the GoBots. Jesse, wow. to, should I sing from the GoBots theme? Well, okay. Now, is is there still going to be controversy as to whether it's the actual theme or the commercial? 
Oh Jesus! Because again. that remember, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> you have to be ex- you have to be uh, pretty uh, precise in this. Now that you know, okay, I don't want to do this anymore. This isn't fun for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't want to do it. Don't expect me to remember things. Anyway, so um, my point point of order. I liked um, don't change a thing. It was given off that like stained everlast vibe for me. Um, though I think, but I think having it right next to you bring the worst out in me bring out the worst in me was not great track planning i feel like those two needed to be separated that's a that's yeah. a lot of slow right back to back it came across as almost a theme yeah it's don't a lo- change it's- needs to be in the album uh, it's just me you don't think so i see i, I it's fine where it is because i think the first four songs are all pretty heavy and then you know and then you have don't change there to sort of break up the tempo but then you got to get right back in the thick of it again you need to bring you bring out the worst to me a little bit lower down on the track listing i don't i don't think this was organized very well so that's my opinion okay, okay. Right. oh hey by the way just real quick this is word count tools did no 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 this uh, <laughs> wordcounttools.com yes. just threw something up here and uh specifically it says there was not 46 fucks in that fucked up rhyme <laughs> oh Jesse <laughs> Oh you throwback king you Alright Alright let's move on to the next set of three here We've got uh, Love the Hate Bonacle and Empty Hole I fucking hate them business Me too That's good I got something we can do Shred him like cheese. Dope, cause I fucking hate him. Please, that motherfucker Fred Durst looks like he fell out his mom's face first. Yeah, you're telling me he's got no swag. His rap sucked like a vacuum bag. Damn, that's what's up, my Z. He the worst white rapper that they'll ever be. <laughs> sure as fuck ain't no Eminem. Looks like he's got Drake's pubes on his shit. Yeah, he's a punk. Punk ass bitch. You won't ever catch me listening to any of his shit. I don't blame you. They're fucking lame. That's why we friends, dog. We feel the same. Jokes on you, you missed one clue. And this, and this next, next song goes, goes out to all you barnacles out there. You had my patience, I lost my patience. You suck on everything, you fuck up everything. I know you cannot see beyond. So um, the love to hate song is a bit of comedy there. I debated actually cutting it because um, it's like almost not a real song. 
But I guess it's 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 there's music in there. It technically constitutes a song. It's kind of funny. I I like the idea of this whole album being kind of a response to twenty odd years of Limp Biscuit hate and just being like, well, suck a dick. I mean, you know, <laughs> we're we're quite successful. We don't really care what you think. And I right. respect that. I am. I don't know if you know this about me, Jesse, but I respect people who don't give a shit what other people think. Because you might be doing a boxing live stream with your good buddy, and somebody, get, and then you tell a story about how you made your wife bring you a beer on camera because you thought it would be funny in front of your two male friends, and somebody might call you a dick because of it. And you know, sometimes you just gotta not give a fuck what they what they think. Call me a dick. I don't care. Call, say Limp Bizkit sucks. It's the white. What is it? The worst right ra- what rapper ever. He has Drake's pew on his chin or some shit they said ah. it's like <laughs> it's like sometimes you just gotta be like eh fuck you alright moving on yeah. you, know, you know what I mean right. Jesse true story by the way yeah oh well I, I, <laughs> it doesn't surprise me you made your wife bring you a beer uh, <laughs> I was on a show that's... with Pat and Jesse and Pat and Jason well yeah I mean <laughs> might as well um, have you heard the you the you review yet no, but I, I've seen the rave uh, reviews of said you review, um, <laughs> which good. makes me want to check it out as soon as possible. It gets a little um, weird. Oh boy! <laughs> oh boy! Yeah. Can, can I get a can I get a dead mom joke count? Uh, zero. If it's zero, I'm, gonna, I'm there. I'm just gonna tell you, you're in the ballpark. That's okay. a foul ball, <laughs> but you're in the ballpark. <laughs> All listen right. to the podcast right. and then come back to me and the first and I guarantee you your first thought's going to be and you're going to pull the collar yeah I'm, yeah, I'm right, yeah already dead, um, is there, you said a dead mom joke counter yeah and it's dark just like that dead mom's coffin <laughs> thanks for being here Coop <laughs> I don't know any of this so like I'm actually very sorry if that was a little too far but I, it came into my head and it was fucking funny you no, know, I, here's what here's what here's why I'm not going to stop you. When the person who let's put it this way, when if if there's somebody who's making fun of themselves in their own situation and constantly doing it, when somebody else does it, I can't correct that person. It you know, if somebody draws a line like if someone says you can't make fun of my kids, that's the line. Can't make fun of my wife, that's the line. And someone does it, you have to correct them violently. Um, however, if you're like making dead mom jokes and then somebody else is like, ha, ah, your dead mom joke is funny. Here's another dead mom joke. Can't correct him. Do you see the math on that? Well, yeah, it's just like one of those like, well, no, you're making a dead mom joke. So I'm just making one with you. Right. So like at this rate, you're just telling me it's okay to do that. Right. We teach others how we want them to treat us. That's I've fair. learned that in therapy. <laughs> this is, wow. Okay. Um. So Jesse, love the hate. I oh, love the hate. Limpi- so Loki. Um, so Loki. Ah, <laughs> uh, thank you, David Wright. Um, yeah, love the hate was funny. I, I like listening to that. I love how uh, there's a twist in the end where you know they all of a sudden these guys who are just bagging on Fred Durst and Limp Biscuit are at each other's throat, which is pretty funny. Yeah, I'm really upset that Barnacle did not have one single SpongeBob reference. See, I went a different thought. I was thinking about Seamus from Family Guy, about, you know, the episode where Peter gets a prostate exam and, um, you know, and, and, and Seamus starts talking, starts talking about, like, barnacles in your bunghole. 
because he's you know oh, wow t- he's talking about like blockages and possibly like prostate cancer and he referred to it as barnacles in your bunghole so that's what i, I that's what i thought fred durst was going <laughs> with barnacle we are products of our own television you know that right it, that's we all really we are. are um quick point of <laughs> order don't change is actually an in an nxs cover Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Well, did not know that. Very yeah. good. Yeah, all right. I meant to bring that up before. All right, what'd you think, Coop? Okay. Actually, uh, the Barnacle song I thought was really odd. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, is this code? Is this code for something? <laughs> See, I'm not yeah, the only would, one. Put a pass. Yeah. Well, because I was like, this is for all you Barnacles out there. I'm like, is this like Urban Dictionary speak for a woman that won't leave you alone at the bar? <laughs> okay, interesting. I don't know. I mean, that's just where my... Yeah. All right. All right. Let's, I mean, that's let's, where my brain went. Let's do some lyrical let's... dissection here. Okay. Let's be barnacle. Oh. oh. Lyrical dissection and Mark Radlich wants to do that? Limp. Mike. Well, I mean, it's not about a glory hammer, so it's fine. I've got it right. I've got it right here. Okay. All right. Fuck you. And let's go ahead and see what this is about. <laughs> um... Okay. <laughs> You rot my patience. I've lost my patience. You suck on everything. You fuck up everything. <laughs> Fucking wordsmith out there. Uh, uh, I know you cannot see beyond the nose on your face. You're clinging now. It's misery. Barnacle, get off me. I Coop may be closer to the closer to the truth on that. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, it, it it could be maybe a song. Just, you know, hearing that about people that are latching on to his fame or something. But maybe I'm going with prostate cancer, Jesse. Oh, okay, sure. I'm go- I'll go with Patrick. Um, this is Patrick. <laughs> this song goes out to my main motherfucker, SpongeBob. This is SpongeBob singing about Patrick. He's done. He's fucking done with it. He's done with Patrick's shenanigans. Get off his ass, Patrick. Um, yeah. So empty hole. You know, it's funny you talk about wordsmith. Yeah. If you, I'm again readability ninth to tenth grade. Um, we'll just say that the, when you look at how these songs are written and structured, it's yeah, it's definitely not rocket science. Um, no. It's definitely it's Olympus. more missile science of anything. Yeah, I would say <laughs> slingshot science. <laughs> slingshot it science. <laughs> It's two sticks and a fucking rubber band, dude. You, could, you did good. You got anything else, Robert? If not, we'll uh, play the last three and then we'll uh, end this Halloween edition of the Metal Hammer of Doom. I mean, you know, I did feel that the uh, Limp Biscuit Sucks song was a uh, interesting uh, social commentary on those who hate others. Uh, mm-hmm eventually turning on one another to hate each other because the only thing that that brings them together is hatred. That's good. That's Nicely put. Nice. Wow. Look at Very you. Good. Look at you. You come so... I feel like I've watched you grow up, Cooper. I really have. I feel like I've watched you mature. Oh, shucks. I mean, technically, you kind of have. I was going <laughs> to say, 10 years, man. Damn. I feel, yeah. I feel like that time that you were away banging, some, banging that girl and adopting a cat, like that was like your college years, and now you've come home. With your advanced degree in mathematics, I don't know why. Yes, yeah, ex- <laughs> except I have a bachelor's degree in bullshit. <laughs> All right, we'll play the last three songs tonight, and then Jesse's going to tell us what the angry metal guy thinks. Oh, oh boy! I, I, yeah, <laughs> Wait, we need to find I out. I don't even think I looked for reviews. I don't think he's had time. Yeah, I doubt. <laughs> I doubt. I doubt he can find the opportunity to ascribe his hate. 
for yeah. this album. I was going to say, you don't think everyone did what I did, which is tripped and nearly fell over myself getting to my computer to schedule a podcast review of said album that was oh, announced thanks. it was coming out two days so. ago. I'm kind of worried that we're the first ones that might be reviewing it. <laughs> we're, in, we're not. We're like the four. We're in okay. uncharted oh, territory. <laughs> All right, then. All right, so here we go. Last three songs of the night of this fuck show. Uh, this is Pill Popper, Snacky Poo, and Goodbye. Thank you, Kenneth. It's no secret that our governments have fostered a culture of corruption in which special interests and big donors advance their interests at the expense of everyday people. The pharmaceutical industry does not create cures. They create customers. I never hate to admit it Taking out your suckers and you don't know how I did it Lately I've been snappy, I gave up on the fitted Sometimes up on the bucket, eventually I kick it Chocolate on the starfish, everybody kiss it I pray that you don't get it and I ain't even religious I don't need your instant and I don't want your digits Hit somebody else up when you're trying to sell your tickets Everybody got a mic Chasing all they can to get another like This review was brought to you by Grammar. Uh, nope, by Amazon we Music. Did that one? Uh, Twice. Shut up! <laughs> Fuck off. Um, uh, Amazon <laughs> Music Unlimited. If you enjoyed, if you've never heard Limp Biscuit before, and this is your first uh, time listening to him, first of all, really, wow. 
Um, and you want, and you're like, well, after this rousing review that you guys did, we'd like to hear more of what the Limp Biscuit is all about. Well, you should click the link in our description of this podcast at getamazonmusic.com/w2mnetwork. You'll get a free 30-day trial of the Amazon Music Unlimited service. Then you can listen to all the Limp Biscuit you want for free. You risk nothing. You gain everything. It is a wonderful exchange, and it helps us out. For every time you click one of our links and you try out either Grammarly or Amazon Music. It helps the podcast. It keeps us in business. It keeps us bringing the entertainment to you. And you get to hear me talk about throwing toilets and beating my kids in a mosh pit. Isn't that what you want, America? This is what you need, America. So... Click the link at getamazonmusic.com slash W2M Network. And if you don't want to listen to Limp Biscuit, that's fine. That link doesn't make you listen to Limp Biscuit. You can check out other stuff there. There's plenty of stuff on amazonmusic.com um, for the un- Amazon Music Unlimited service. Just everything and anything you can imagine. You could listen to Cannibal Hulk. I have plugged them all the time since she and I... Uh, heard them on the Maestro review. Cannibal Hulk is amazing, and I would have never found them had I not been playing around on AmazonMusic.com. But Jen, but Jesse, what does the angry metal guy think about all this? Yeah, unfortunately, I think he's yeah in the process of still <laughs> writing his he's one thousand word <laughs> scathing review of the album. His thesis. So yeah, we're we're going to have to unfortunately. Take a look at wallofsoundau.com. Gave this a 7.5 out of 10. Kerrang! gave it a 4 out of 5. Sputnik Music has it listed at 3.8 out of 5. And legendswillneverdie.com gives it a 3.5 out of 5. Going back to Kerrang! Kerrang!'s final sentence review of the album. Do Limp Biscuit still suck? Doesn't matter. <laughs> Doesn't matter. They're still the Limp Biscuit you love or indeed hate. Not that they care. La di da. La di da. Yeah. We like to potty. There's, I mean, for myself, when you look at this album, you got to think of where they, what you enjoyed from them back in the 90s. What I enjoyed from them, I should say. Uh, back in the late 90s, early 2000s. And you got to think to yourself, these artists grew along with you. You know, they aren't going to just continue to put out the stuff that you used to love, no matter how much you want a full album of nothing but dad vibes and out of style. Uh, we were kind of picking it back up there with those last three tracks, I think. Uh, so that's good that they were kind of sending us out on uh, a heavier note. I would I would say, but uh, Goodbye, I think, was the softer of those three that we last listened to. But, man, I, I so long for just that new metal sound that mm. we got back then, and I wanted it to continue throughout the whole album. I wanted more of Fred rapping i wanted more guitar heavy guitar i wanted more heavy sound um it's unfortunately that for me is going to be one of those things where it's like do i want to come back and revisit this album a lot of times when i do revisit an album the album has to be consistent and even this is for me not consistent and very uneven uh i i just 
you know, I want, I want, I want some heart pumping new metal, something I could rap something, you know, the Lottie da stuff and dad vibes. I was, I listened to that track like three or four times in a row because I was like, Holy crap, this isn't my biscuit. They're back. I can't wait to listen to this album. And then, you know, we, we just didn't get the consistency that I was kind of like a biscuit. A limp biscuit, as a matter of fact. It's a biscuit that you put in the oven. It's a biscuit you put in the oven. You think it's done. You grab it. You bite into it. It's kind of crunchy on the outside. But guess what, Mark? It's soft in the middle. Mm. There you go. what a limp biscuit is. I know, motherfucker. (laughs) I don't don't want to talk about what it really is, dude. All right. So Coop. I'm going to say this, and then and then we'll, I'll hand it over to Coop to have the final word of the evening, and then we'll get out of here. Uh, I actually like the album. It's too short for me to criticize too much. Like, there's just not enough here for me to be like, this sucks. You know, it's over before it gets offensive. And I and I like Fred Durst's voice. And I'll tell you this: um, my wife, uh, my wife listened to the. I had it going in the living room when I was working on the website this morning, and I the. The thing that she said to me, she didn't even realize that that was like Fred Durst singing some of these softer songs. She's like, oh, yeah, that really sounds cool. And that's the thing. Like, I, I kind of had the opposite um, interaction with this album from you, Jesse, where it was like, you, I think, you, you know, normally it's me who has a very high expectation and then nothing ever gets to my expectation. And I am <laughs> I am disappointed, as my daughter would say. Um, <laughs> this one, I, I kind of it was so sudden and so new that I was like, I just, I just like threw it on because I knew because I knew we were going to talk about it, and it was on in the background as I was doing something else, and it it didn't distract me enough from what I was doing because you know because it's bad, and when I was paying attention to it, I was enjoying it. It was pleasant to hear in the background. I think if I had fo- like focused on it too much, um, I might think differently. But as far as just inoffensive. Uh, fun music to have on in the background while you're doing stuff and, you know, maybe sort of mosh pit with your children. I think uh, I think it was successful. Is it the best album we've heard this year? No. Is it Rumahoy? No. But no. It, it is definitely at least a solid B- minus to B for me. It's, it's a little better than average. It's not great, but it is solid. And I think after a 10-year hiatus and as many false starts as they had with um, Stampede of the Disco Elephants. I'll take this. You know, these, these guys have all got to be around the same age. If Fred Durst is 51, the rest of the band has to be pretty close to, you know, in his, to his age. And, you know, and yeah. they're still putting out fairly pleasant music for those of you who like new metal sound. But what do you think, Robert Cooper? Uh, you know, actually... That song... That one of those last songs, the one about the, uh, the Snackies... Uh, is it a reference to the nookie and you taking that cookie and sticking it up your yeah and sticking uh, it up your yeah <laughs> I do that's the whole time I was like is this the song about the nookie uh, you know like honestly coming in this album I was like oh boy Limp Biscuit, <laughs> and just because I, I've never found them to be anything more than uh the equivalent of like elevator music, like you know, it's it's there. If I actually listen to it, it'll annoy me. But if I just ignore it long enough, it'll just tune me. I'll tune it out. Uh, there were some really fucking cool songs towards the beginning. I actually liked them quite a bit, and there were some funny jams. Uh, Fred Durst tried to sing again, 
which mm. is, I mean, it, it, it's all right. It's it's all right that he tried to sing. It's not too offensive. Hello, Dave. My cat now wants to sit in my lap again after attacking me. Bastard. So it makes messages there, gonna, Dave. I'm going to put you and Alexis on the same podcast and just let you talk to your pets. I mean, you <laughs> probably could, and then I could, we could talk to each other's pets. It'll be great. You can both wear your pets I, on your head. Uh... I don't think I want this cat on my head. It would not be good. I did wake up with him on my chest like six times, and I don't sleep on my back, so that I must have literally rolled over to let him do that. I don't make any sense as a person. Anywho, uh, <laughs> back to this album. Uh, I actually will say that this album did exceed my expectations, and will I say it was a favorite of mine, just as Mark said? Not really. Uh it actually had some very interesting. The first song talking about us needing needing to be more unified. I was like, ah, yes. The words of unity from the great scholar Sir Frederick Durst. <laughs> yeah. uh, more on but that like, Wednesday when we hear from Uncle Al and his pearls of wisdom. His heroin soaked pearls. His heroin soaked pearls of wisdom. Oh, oh yeah. I mean. <laughs> Turns out it wasn't a clam that was that that wasn't a pearl and a clam. <laughs> that was a moldy bean in an old cat food can. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I'd give this album a solid three out of five. Like it, it what it did does well. It does, you know, it does it does well. And what it doesn't do well, it's not really around long enough for me to hate it. All right. Well, folks, that wraps up our review, um, our Halloween review of Limp Bizkit Still Sucks. Um, as far as what we got going on the rest of the week, we dumped a shit ton of content. Um, <laughs> might, have been a, might have been a smidgen overwhelming. And just today alone, you had Jesse's Rise of the Midnight Sun. We had a re-airing of an old show that we did uh that just never made it to the W2M page. Uh, Trick or Treat reanimated an Italian progressive metal band doing anime covers and shit. Uh, Jesse yeah. and Alexis Haina reviewed Power Rangers and Nightmare on Elm Street. I was actually listening to that on my drive home from my brother-in-law's house. You guys, that seems like a, like a fun book to talk about. Um, my, my, my son, who has become very demanding... And it's like, we must do more podcasts. I must be on camera all the time. Like, uh, nobody wanted to do podcasts, and then we started live streaming, and suddenly everyone wants to do it now. Um, <laughs> apparently, that was the carrot that I needed to dangle in front of people. So my son was like, we, and I don't know where he gets this from, we should, you know, because it's the holiday, we should do something holiday-oriented to get numbers up. I was like, Jesus well, Christ, dude. <laughs> like, kids, like, running around with That their, was your reaction? You were not like high five in a kid, like I raised your right, son. Have you not noticed theme, that I don't like weeks. I don't like people doing the things that I do. Only I can oh. do them, and I only want people to do the things that I want them to do when I want them to do it. Oh, well, that's a great message to send your son. <laughs> Carry on my legacy, except I don't want you to. Okay, son, thank you. Go do your own shit. He got his way. I, I gave him his way. So we ended up doing a live stream alternative commentary for. A Nightmare Before Christmas, which was funny because him and my daughter were both on camera, and then my wife was doing her nails off to the side, but she kept, like, yelling comments from the side. <laughs> Can you uh, be quiet? <laughs> oh, a bunch, a bunch of times I told her to get back in the basement. We don't have a basement. Oh, nice. Okay. Alligators live in the basement. This is Florida. But um, right. I think at one point I referred to her as the beer wench because I had just seen Scream last night again. Any case, 
she, she had to assure people on the podcast that she's not been kidnapped, that she that she lives here voluntarily. Uh-huh. Um, you know what? That's what a kidnapping victim would say. <laughs> All right. Anyway, um, so we did that. Um, we did Robert Winfrey and I did a alternative commentary for um, the uh, the Vargas versus Cepeda fight, which only lasted one round. So, like, it wasn't worth just ending the podcast after ten minutes. So we just killed twenty minutes talking about fights that I, we may or may not do in the future. And what's funny about that is that people were actually tuning in to hear us. Like, like somebody commented in the fight, like, hey, who do you think of the fight? Like, people were just, like, sending us questions. One person called me a dick, as I said before. But, like, oh, yeah. people – but these live streams, when people are watching, like, they'll get interactive. So, you know, we'll keep doing them, I guess. Uh, so, aside from that, we also uh, – Jesse had a six-part Rise of the Midnight Suns, uh, which dropped every day until, um, until today. Uh, we had um, da, 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 our trip to trivia for horror that Jesse and Alexis did. Um, uh, speaking of Alexis, she and I reviewed Scooby Meets Courage, Muppet Haunted Mansion, and uh, My Little Pony: The Next Generation. The aforementioned review of You season one with a drunken Jason Teasley and an even more drunken Pat Mullen. Which <laughs> wait to, wait till you hear them? They got real on that one. Can't wait to talk oh, about gosh. that with Jesse. Did yeah, they, did they piss somebody off? Mm-hmm. You'll have to listen. Uh, we had re-airings of all of our Paranormal Activity stuff. That's gearing up for our review this week coming of Paranormal Activity Next of Kin. Uh, Gavin and I reviewed Ted Lasso. There was decidedly less drinking on that show. Um, we reviewed Halloween uh, right here on the Metal Hammer of Doom. We reviewed Dune 2021. Uh, Donnie Darko, Crown Jewel, and The Last Duel. Duel. Uh, this week... Um, in just a few hours, as a matter of fact, Jesse Starcher and Robert, this here Robert Cooper will be dropping a podcast. More comic books for yes. It's Eternals by Neil Gaiman. How'd that go in 50 words or less, Jesse? That was very good. We we talked. Uh, we got to learn about the Celestials. We got to learn about some of the uh, Eternals themselves and kind of uh, is a great story told by Neil Gaiman. Uh, one of Coop and I's uh, probably top. I know for me, top ten writer, uh, Coop really enjoyed. That's why Coop wanted to be on it. So cool. uh, we had a good time, didn't? So we'll be uh, reviewing Last Night in Soho this week, Paranormal Activity Next of Kin, Ministry Moral Hygiene, um, Season Three B of Dark Side of the Ring, and then uh, Friday, myself and <laughs> it's going to be another therapy session. I can already see it coming, based on what he said in the chat. Myself and Robert Winfrey will be doing an Oscar triple feature. We'll be reviewing Nomadland, or as we like to call it, Sad Piano the movie mank and the father and apparently robert's got some issues that the that the father triggered so yeah looking forward to that and then <laughs> a week from tonight we've got a re-airing of our pre- uh, pride and prejudice and zombies review and then in the evening time myself chris bailey and dan lasby will be doing alternative commentary for canelo alvarez versus caleb plant which will more than likely not end in the first round uh robert cooper I, there's some girls podcast you do occasionally yeah I, I, you know, it's really funny. I recorded an episode, and she's like, ah, we'll just re-record it. And then we never did, and she hasn't released anything, like, since. Have you so told is her she probably going to nons- do it again? Have you told her about uh, the nonsense that we do on this podcast? Like, honey, there's nothing you could possibly done that's going to be any worse than what this guy does, and he doesn't re-record shit. Yeah, well, I, I mean, she was she had been using dating sites as a way to plug her podcast, which... 
you know, I don't, I don't know if that's the best way, but then again, maybe it'd be different if I were a woman because, you know, as a man, I unfortunately could only get women to listen to my podcast if it was about serial killers or something. <laughs> we're back to that again. Okay. Dude, I, I am fucking telling you, like, my lady friend loves true crime too, but at least she's awesome and uh, likes the comedy ones that I listen to rather than, like, teedly he, I want to be butchered, the fucking podcast. I don't <laughs> understand. I really don't understand the obsession. Like, my mom is obsessed with that shit too. I'm like, why does your... Why does fucking morbidity flick your bean? <laughs> and speaking of flicking one's bean, Jesse Starcher, do your Ooh. plugs and take me home. Oh, well, hey, you know, you covered most of what's coming up this week. You know, check out the Unspoken Issues podcast. Chris Armstrong and I usually get together, talk about 90s comics. We have some other people on there. One, Dean Compton of the Unspoken Decade has showed up. Uh, we've also had uh, a couple other guests uh, on the show. So if you like 90s comics, check that out. Yeah, Tripped Up Trivia dropped, so we'll be looking forward to recording our uh, Disney-themed podcast this coming November. You you Uh, better get some more guests or my whole family's going to be on that fucking show. Uh, Yeah, yeah. It looks like uh, we're shooting for four, but we might end up with 20. I mean, that's that's a record number of guests. Um, But yeah, we've... uh, You should do Family Feud style. I I would love to do something like that. I, I honestly would. The um, Radlich family versus the Radlich and Broadcasting family. Oh, that'd be nice. Mark would be torn. Like he wouldn't know like who to help out. It, what, who would you who would you help out on that one, Mark? Are you sticking with your own family? Traitor. And then you can check <laughs> wait, out. Wait, start uh, again. <laughs> what, what are you asking me? So if there was a family feud and it was yeah. the Radlich family versus the Radlich and Broadcasting family, which side are you? Oh, choosing? I will turn on you people in a fucking heartbeat. He fucking asshole. Uh, yeah, there's no honor among things. Okay, hang on, hang on, <laughs> hang on. Answer two questions for me. I, I'm, I'm, okay, I'm, I'm. No, I'm, I'm not wipe... having sex with you, so I guess that. Counts that's one. Me. That's one mark against me. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! I was gonna get there. I was gonna do all the right. I knew. I knew where you were. I knew all the right. I tears from my eyes and everything, of, but but are fine. You gay? Does cut, your mother know you're gay? Cut my fucking joke short. That's fine, Jesse. Just step right on my toes. All right, so yeah, okay, so yeah, we're not. So just to be clear, we're not banging, yeah. No, we're not banging. I'm afraid not, Mark. Okay, well not then, yet. that's one strike against not you. Until... <laughs> Do you, you know what? Mark's gonna fucking win you over with his fucking sexy rendition of the GoBots theme. Oh, mighty my vehicles. Like, okay, that, my that's second panty melter right there. If the I've second ever heard criteria: one. Did you fall out of my wife's vagina? Okay, no, no, I did not. Okay, well All then right, we'll see you. We'll, we'll see you on the other side, Mark Radley. All <laughs> right, we'll look. We will look across from each other. Uh, that's, that's how it's going to work. I, I mean, you can. That you, I was going to make, but like, nah, I'm good. There's, there's. You're going to stop look, yourself, okay? I mean, yeah. there's two ways you can fix it. I'm just saying. So. Oh, oh, really? <laughs> I, I do not plan on falling out of your wife's vagina. Anytime. <laughs> I was going to say, like, can we, get, can we knock out both at the same time, or what? <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, I, that's it. I'm done. I don't know if I want to plug anything else. <laughs> Clearly. Well, I, mean, I know you don't want to plug Mark. That's what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. 
All right, folks. Uh, when the jokes get like that, it's time to stick your dick in the mashed potato and get out of here. Uh, <laughs> Is that what you've named it? <laughs> be well. Shut up. Be well. Be safe and behave. 